Once you vision hack, you never go back. Welcome to the podcast, Confessions of a Leader. I'm your host, C. Priscilla. There's a proverb that says, without vision, the people perish. And knowing why we get up in the morning and having a compelling reason is a game changer. Instead of rolling out of bed with dread, dragging my feet to the bathroom, and many times hoping the day would go back. Instead of rolling out of bed with dread, dragging my feet to the bathroom, and many times hoping the day would go by fast, I get to wake up and be excited with anticipation about what the day will bring. I've lived both scenarios over time, and I'm never going back to being stuck with other vision again. Because for a large part of my life, I had no vision for my life. And I remember as a young woman in my late teens and early 20s, that worried me. Because it seemed like all of my friends knew what they wanted to be from the time that they were out of high school. And I was thinking, what's wrong with me? I couldn't see myself uh, in a specific career, and I couldn't even see myself as an adult. So I grabbed any interesting opportunity that came along. That is interesting for a 20-year-old. So I worked in discotheques. I worked at a Levi store. I waited tables. I was one of the solo singers in one of the country's leading gospel choirs in the 90s, and we did TV appearances and concerts across the country. And on the other spectrum, I traveled around the country with a group doing Harley-Davidson fashion shows at discotheques. Quite the contrast. One of the shows were at Hells Angels Norwegian headquarters, And I still remember the shock of visiting the restrooms before the show and finding that they had unisex restrooms and the locks on all the doors were broken. Now, there was this huge biker guy standing by the sinks and he was shaving his head with a razor. And needless to say, I didn't have one sip of drink that day until we were back at the hotel. Talk about perishing. So my lack of vision had put me in that place And what had seemed glamorous and fun started feeling like a chore and all the travel a bore. And this wasn't who I was, and it wasn't who I wanted to become. So it was time to get conscious about my future. And it was only years later that I understood that vision and ambition isn't something you get. It's something you develop through following your curiosity and through using your natural gifts and character strengths. So as I've talked uh, about previously, the road was rocky, winding, and long. But short-term vision emerged, and it helped me make it to the next phase, and the next phase, and the next phase, without having a long-term vision. But then something magical happened when I got to my mid-30s that helped me spur my growth and slowly unveil a long-term vision for my life. Finally, when I realized that about half my productive life was behind me, the part with the most energy and the least real worry 
I decided it was time to start working on my mindset to overcome fear and self-doubt and do something really meaningful with my life. I started using my gifts afraid instead of hiding them in fear of being rejected. And my courage grew. I started to listen to people's praise about me without trying to convince them that I wasn't really as good as they thought. And I said thank you when I was complimented instead of saying, oh, that's nothing. And by shifting my mindset, I started noticing my ability to make people relax in my company and to grow connections. I started to enjoy offering my gifts, my assistance, and being of service felt good. So I started to raise my hand and voice my opinions in conversations at work with people in higher positions as me. I used my people skills consciously to get to know people across the company and levels. And I wanted to learn about what they did, who they were, and see if they were any different to me other than the fact that most of them had higher education. What I discovered was that they were just as mortal as I was, and there wasn't any real difference between us other than our personalities, our skills, and our experiences. But putting myself out there and getting to know people turned into hard cash several years later down the line when I had started my own recruitment company. I was given the opportunity to recruit for a highly regarded cornerstone bank in our region. And through a connection, I learned that three of the people I had gotten to know back then were now top of the country within their field. And that led me to being able to handpick them and bring them back together as a team later for my client. And it happened again when I started my second company, even before I knew what direction I was going to take it. A former colleague was working for another cornerstone business in our region, and he contacted me because he knew about my entrepreneurial journey, and he wanted me to bring my enthusiasm and come work creatively and coach his team. So I jumped at the opportunity, and I still work with them to this day, and I love it. They're an amazing team with a can-do spirit, and it's so great to work with people who share the same values. But this would never have happened if I hadn't followed my curiosity and shown genuine interest in other people, who they were, and what they did. It wouldn't have happened if I hadn't conquered my fear and gotten out of my comfort zone. So my drive to get up in the morning is to help raise the bar on how people see themselves, to boost their beliefs in their strengths and abilities enough to give them the courage to take action and take action over and over again until their courage turns into confidence. That's how we build healthy, courageous, and influential leaders, someone others are encouraged and inspired by. Leaders who aren't threatened by someone else's success or afraid to be outshined. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle, said James Keller. We all know this, but we think that it doesn't apply to humans because I've seen it, I've felt it, and I've heard about it too many times when I've been interviewing people who are looking for a new job. How colleagues and friends screw each other over to get ahead or to keep someone from getting ahead or even catching up, it's robbing the world from talent being where it's supposed to be. If we succumb to that thinking, it will prevent us from becoming all we can be, and we will keep ourselves small.
Steve Jobs said in his inspiring commencement speech at Stanford University that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. The connected dots are your cause. So if you're unsure of what your thing is, take a look at your history. I had waited so long for the path for my life to uncover and it took me a few years to understand that nothing happens until you act because if you don't act there are no dots to connect you have to start doing something and you'll know you'll know if it's the wrong thing so when i knew that i was done with the recruitment company i had no clear long-term vision but i knew it was time to move on so i asked myself questions what can I do? What do I know? What am I good at? And the first thing that popped up was customer service because I had worked with the customer service aspect all my life since I started working in a Levi's store when I was 16. And I'd been waitressing, I'd done telemarketing, I worked at a call center and my recruitment company had a high level of customer service focus in it. I'm good with people. And I know I make them feel good. For the most part, there are always exceptions, and that's okay. And I love solving problems for myself and others. So it seemed like the perfect business for me. And I started to read all the articles I could find and all the books on the topic. But as the months progressed, I started to feel like, yeah, I can do this. But is this what I want to do? Do I want to start a customer service business that would help people raise the level of how they interact with their clients or customers? Yeah, that would be fun and it would be meaningful. But something on the inside told me that I wanted to do something on a deeper level. I wanted to go deeper than the customer service uh, training that I had contemplated. I wanted to help transform people who want to learn and who have decided to grow and become the fullest version of themselves no matter what they were doing. At that time, I was part of a startup academy. And I remember I spoke to a woman there who was doing a presentation and we had some commonalities. One of them was that we had three girls each and we are strong women. And we want our girls to grow up with the guts to go out and do the things they wanna do in life. Having girls in junior high school and elementary school has shown me how cruel some girls can be to each other. And I also know that this goes on in the workplace. So I said to her, I wish somebody could do a podcast for women and girls where they could learn and grow and become bold women with the courage to go out there and take on the world and say what they want. And she said, so go do it. And that triggered something in me. And I went home from the academy that Friday and I shifted my whole concept from customer service company to female leadership development company. And I even redid the whole website. So when I came back to the academy after the weekend, I asked if I could give a presentation to the class. And when I did, they were all smiling. I don't think it was because of the topic, but it was because of how I glowed and how enthusiastic I was about it. I was talking about empowering women and girls and giving them role models and the tools they needed to become more assertive, believe in themselves, and take ownership of their lives. 
And I started talking about this to people I met. And a lot of women gave me high fives saying, uh, yeah, the future is female. And I didn't expect that. And I tried to explain my concept in a way that would make them see that it's not about women taking over the world. It was about strengthening women and helping them grow courage to take what they want in life to be the CEO in their own lives and careers, however they want that to be. Because I don't believe or even hope that the future is female. I like the men in my life, in my family, my former leaders, my clients, the men I do business with. They're excellent men and they're excellent leaders. And I believe the future is equal. And we need women to believe in themselves and not view themselves as disadvantaged. As a recruiter, I saw that there were tendencies. I had men apply for positions where they could only fill 20% of the job description. And they would apply thinking that they would figure out the rest if they got the job. Whereas a lot of the women wouldn't even consider applying unless they had 100% or not at least 90 of the criteria. I do a workshop for women called Speak Up. And when first advertising it, I got feedback from men who asked, why this was just for women and said that we need this too. And this came from men that I view as confident and self-assured. The truth is that men also need support, advice, someone to toss ideas and thoughts with, someone to challenge them in their growth and development, someone who sees the world differently than them, just like women. And that's where equality lies. We need each other and we're better together. And that made me think hard about my message. Was it to help women become bolder, take on leadership roles and battle the men? No. The important thing is to have healthy leaders, both genders, so that anyone can be in a position where they will be nurtured, no matter what gender they are. And we need people to be inspired and feel safe to step out of their comfort zone and level up in their own beliefs of who they really are and where they really want to go with it. I believe that we get to choose the direction of our lives, and then we just have to start walking. Not all will agree with your chosen direction or your cause. And the more you give yourself to your cause, you create polarization. And some might dismiss it at, as not being a worthy cause, as being a trivial cause, as being a uh, not politically correct cause, a naive cause, or even a stupid cause. But I find that when we live in integrity, true to our cause, we show up as authentic. And the right people will come to like and trust us. Those who don't, aren't our people anyway. So don't spend your precious focus on people who don't get you. Because there are plenty waiting for you to show up. And most times your greatest opponents will be people who have never taken courageous steps in their own lives or done something for others than themselves. Most often if you look at who they are, they haven't done much with the cards they were dealt. So why focus on their opinion? Another thing I've learned is that when we make our cause about something other than ourselves, it raises the commitment level. Shifting focus from self to others will make success more likely. 
We will often do for others what we won't do for ourselves. But in that lies also the greatest reward. My teacher in elementary school, Ella, wrote a poem in my school journal. The greatest joy you can have is to make others glad. And it rhymes really well in Norwegian. Den største gleden du kan ha er å gjøre andre glad. I didn't understand it then. I was seven. And at that time, the greatest joy I could have was candy on Saturdays. But as I grew older, I came to understand the immense truth of that poem, because there truly is no greater joy than to help someone who needs it without expecting anything in return. Doing good is the reward. So letting parents with cranky kids in front of me at the checkout, connecting people in business, recommending someone for a job, or giving a compliment on the actions of someone not expecting it, like great customer service. There is a reward in it. When you see them smile, when you see their gratefulness. You know that there are many popular games online where you can feed pets, you can grow plants, you can tend and build farms. I imagine they're so popular because it makes people feel needed and valuable. They feel accomplished. So what if we could recreate that into reality? How would our society benefit if all the people playing farmyard instead invested the same amount of time in their real-life communities? Helping old people with errands, helping children with homework, mentoring troubled youths, helping colleagues climbing their desired ladder, showing support to our leaders in difficult times, being empathetic and looking beyond ourselves and our own trouble. We think our cause must be something big and shiny to be worthy of being a cause. The truth is most causes at the root are in themselves simple and attainable for all. But what we achieve by living true to our cause can lead to greater things. Don't wait for a calling to magically appear for you to feel the true blessing of operating in your cause, because you have what it takes to start. This week's challenge is to start connecting the dots. Look at the dots where your greatness has shown up during your life. When have you felt the most alive and why? What has given you the greatest joy and why? And what will you have done, even if no one paid you for it, and why? We downplay our own greatness because we take it for granted. We easily see the greatness in others, but we are blind to our own. And that's why we need to have people around us who can help us see it, remind us, and challenge and support us in nurturing and developing it. We all need a reason to get up in the morning. And even more, someone needs you to get up in the morning and take on the day with excitement and determination. You may not have met them yet, but they're looking for you. They're looking for someone with what you have to help them get where they need to go. So don't let them down. Be you to the world. Now that wraps up my introduction to the three content pillars this podcast is built on. Consciousness, which is the mind at work, connection, which is the body at work, and cause, which is your soul at work.
I also hope that you feel like you've gotten to know me a little bit through my personal stories. And I promise that as we keep hanging out together, you'll learn to know me like a good friend. I would love to hear from you. What you think about the podcast, what topics you want me to talk about, and what you're dealing with at the moment. So please reach out to me at hello at com, and I'll respond personally. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn where you'll find me under Steve Priscilla. Add a message that you've listened to this podcast so I know who you are when you're connecting. That's it for today. I'm currently on holiday and I'm recording this under a clothes rack with duvet covers over it. So this is definitely out of my comfort zone, but I'm actually quite comfortable sitting here, even if the sound is a bit boxy. I'll check in next week with an encouraging message during these weird and unpredictable times. And until then, I wish you a great day in service to your family, your workplace, and your community. Enjoy life.